0: Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at TaylorConstructionEquipment.com. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday. Monday. No, what is it? Tuesday. 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 Oh my gosh, are
1: you that? Uh, it, it wow. being,
0: being off on Monday, which I'm never off, right? Every year we do a show on Memorial Day, because that's the day the NCAA baseball tournament is announced. This year, just the hell with Southern, we just didn't do a show. Ooh, I'm uh, telling their 10 fans. I did not make that joke. That was not Brian Haydad made that joke. Um, but I anyway, know at least five of those fans. Well, there you go. Uh, but anyway, so I, I'm totally thrown off. It feels like Sunday to me, but it's not. It's Monday. So, yes. We're sir.
1: cheering for the Golden Eagles. We are cheering for the Golden Eagles. Oh,
0: in that regional? To the top. Yes, absolutely. Uh, thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm on a Tuesday. Uh, we appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brewpolo, uh over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Colony Town.
1: Really? Yeah. That's a thing, huh? That's a thing. Colony um, Town. I guess the county? Uh, is it, it going to be somewhere around Natchez?
0: Oh, I, I just clicked on it. It's actually a ghost town. No, it's not. It's uh, I'll put it. I'll tell you this. It's it's on Highway 82 or off Highway 82.
1: Oh, that really narrows it down. Well, I mean, I know, but it it, it gives you an idea. Well, it looks like it's in the Floor County, Brian.
0: There you go, between Moorhead and Itabina. All
1: right, it doesn't exist anymore.
0: Apparently, it's a ghost. I've never been to an actual ghost town.
1: Like it's just completely abandoned.
0: So I got to go to Greenville next, not this coming Friday but next Friday. I might I might get go leave a little early just so I can go check see if I can go check that out.
1: See I rolled you. through one year I mean money Mississippi which there was really nothing there. Yeah. Initially I don't think I don't know much about the history there but I think you know they had the store there with Emmett Till and all that. You know that's kind of eerie. Yeah. Because they got the the old store there, and then they have another store right by it, or whatever. That place is kind of is a little eerie.
0: Um, this is out in the woods. I don't know if maybe I should try this, but is it? I
1: mean, do you, is there any pictures?
0: Doesn't well, let me let me hit the Wikipedia here. No, no. It's off of it looks like County Road Five Forty Six. So I'll I'll think about interesting. It. Yeah, that's, that's that is. Interesting. I'm gonna ask my wife about it. You know, she was born in uh, Lafleur County, so maybe she'll know something for it that I, I, maybe she knows a little bit about it. All that to say, enjoy Strange Brew Coffee and, and go to strangebrewcoffeehouse. if you need to order it because you don't live in Tupelo or Starkville. You can have it every morning at strangebrewcoffeehouse. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise you're looking for. So the place to find this year's great Father's Day gift for Dad. Dad's in the market for a new polo, new pullover couple of T-shirts, baseball cap, or if he wants to grab, you know, a new tumbler or something for his car, for the uh, the tailgate, for the house, whatever it is, maroon and white. They've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Floyd by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's Hop Restaurant. You know it. You've been there. It's It's impossible. I feel like when we do this advertisement, like... With like Dolce and, and Louvre, right? I'm, I feel like I'm telling people like about a place they may not have been yet. But with Restaurant Tyler, I always feel like you already know. I'm just reinforcing that point for you. It's the best restaurant in town. They have the best lunch, the best dinner, and the best Sunday brunch. Next are uh, two Sundays from now. If you want to take two, three Sundays from now, if you want to take uh, Dad out for a Sunday brunch, you know you want to take him to Restaurant Tyler. Tell him to get the, uh, the boudin cakes. They're good. 16 Priority One locations throughout central Mississippi to serve you. I don't know if there's one in Colony Town or not, or if there ever was at any point before the town was abandoned.
1: But going to guess not.
0: Probably not. But there's still 16 locations open and ready to build a relationship with you. Just open an account there today. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. We talk about it all the time. Shop local, eat local. It's important to bank local. So if you don't have a, a banking account with a local bank. You're kind of missing out on that same personal service that you expect when you go out to shop and when you go out to eat. You know, you don't want you wanna to want to deal with these corporate banks. You want to deal with your private, you know, small town banks. Priority one bank has that available to you. Check them out online. PriorityOnebank.com. Let priority one bank make you their priority. SEC preview a little later in the show, we're looking at the Arkansas Razorbacks. So that'll be an interesting one with Mississippi State. Obviously that's a huge game on the schedule every year not for the Bulldogs, but speaking of schedules, uh, our friend Ross Dellinger, who I'm, I'm going to hit up Ross in, for one of the, our interviews this summer, but I don't know if he can do it, Robbie, because I don't know if Ross can go on a podcast or a show and just talk about football. I don't know if he can do it. I, I He's always about conference realignment and scheduling. and NIL. The man doesn't ever get to just talk about X's and O's and teams and coaches and players. I hope he's up for the challenge.
1: He's a busy man. There's a lot of it. things going on in the uh, in the network of SEC sports. The pride
0: of the Mississippi State Journalism community is Ross. That's State. right. Um they're hammering it out right now at SEC Spring Meetings down in Destin. Zach Selman is there, Zach Arnett
1: is there. They are the future What a of- terrible place to be having to do business. Just <laughs> terrible. Stop. You know the, you know those people are just absolutely miserable. You
0: know who's miserable, right? Is Keith Carter because every time he looks at Zach Selman, he's like, "I was the tallest athletic director of the conference." <laughs> it's not fair. What state? So what Selman up? taller? Yeah, he's a little taller. There was a, there was a picture of Selman right after he got hired at an Ole, at, the, at a game at Ole Miss, and he was talking to Keith Carter, and he was he's just a little he's a nudge taller than him.
1: So, darn,
0: got him again. Uh one uppers. If, if that didn't work, they were going to hire Eric Dampier. they <laughs> were like. <laughs> Yeah. What you think of that? This has been the debate for the past couple of years: eight-game conference schedule versus nine-game conference schedule. One of the things that I've mentioned a number of times on this podcast on Sports Talk Mississippi is being taken into account the sheer number of non-conference games that would have to be bought out, be it Power Five or not, by every school in the conference. I mean, you look at L- at Alabama; they have Power Five games in some cases, two Power Five non-conference games a year scheduled. Through I think like 2035. Mississippi State has non-conference games scheduled through 2032. Um, I don't know if the SEC was interested in keeping the power five requirement or not. My guess is they would not if they went to nine games because you gotta beat somebody, right? You gotta give your team some wins, uh, some some guaranteed wins. But regardless of all that, the the tied seems to have shifted, and it sort of shifted with the Tide because it's Alabama that's sort of leading the resistance and wanting to stay with an eight-game schedule. Basically, when they found out that they were going to be playing LSU, Auburn, and Tennessee every year, they were like, nah. <laughs> nah, dog, that's not, that don't work. Um, and honestly, I, I thought about this. I, I think a lot of that has to do with the reemergence of Tennessee. I think a couple years ago, I think if it was Butch Jones, Derek Dooley, Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee, Alabama would have been just fine playing that schedule. But now that Tennessee looks like they're on the, the rise again, going to be a 9-10 win team every year, Alabama want, wants to, to look at things a little differently. So we may still be sticking with the eight-game schedule. It will be changing, however, to a one-permanent, seven-rotating uh, schedule. Obviously, for Mississippi State, the one-permanent would be, would be Ole Miss. Um, so you're going to lose some some top rivalries. Auburn-Georgia and will be gone. alabama tennessee would be gone on a yearly basis anyway. They would they would hook up every four or five years, I guess. Um, in the state, Ole Miss LSU. I mean, so I know we like to make fun of them, but that is historically a, a, a good rivalry uh, in the SEC. You know, for Mississippi State, if you want to say Alabama, I, I don't consider that to be a rivalry, but that is a team that Mississippi State has played just about as many times as anyone outside of Ole Miss. Um, and then, of course, you know, the idea of Texas, Texas A&M kind of goes out the window. Because they're certainly not going to break up Texas-Oklahoma. I don't think you can break up Texas-Oklahoma because they planned the damn Texas State Fair around it. <laughs> they kind of need that that event there. But that means Texas-Texas A&M and something won't be happening. So that's where it looks like it's trending right this second. Robbie, you said something before we went on the air, and I I, I think I agree with you. I'm going to let you you spell it out, though. You said nine games is best for the conference, but eight games is best for Mississippi State.
1: Yeah, my point there is, you know, for Mississippi State, they would be better off playing an eight-game schedule and being able to play a lesser opponent in there to make sure that they're bowl eligible more often than not, get that extra win, uh, have a better opportunity to win a game there. As far as it being better for the conference, it's just you don't have that week where you've got Alabama versus Charleston Southern, LSU versus – you know, Mississippi Valley State or something in Mississippi State versus Abilene Christian, um, where there's just nothing on TV. Every single week, essentially, is going to be, with the exception of maybe one week, is going to be an exciting week week inside the conference when you do that. And, you know, the other – I mean, there's going to be – you're going to have – everybody's going to have one or two games where they're not playing anybody good, but for the most part – Just about every week is going to have some exciting action. You won't have that week that we saw last year, and we've seen some in the past there late in the season where everybody plays cupcakes. Because that was just kind of brutal.
0: So then, if if Robbie Falk is the commissioner of the SEC and has unilateral power here, would you go to nine game and keep the power five, making it ten power five games a year? Or do you you get rid of that and allow your teams to have three – group of five FCS games on top of their nine conference games
1: mm, that's a good question you know as a as looking at it from state's perspective it's probably better that they don't play another power five mm-hmm. but from a conference perspective you know is it worth doing that to the rest of your teams um, With the I, I would probably keep it especially with the conference the uh, I mean the playoff expansion yeah. Your chances of getting several teams, multiple teams in there, are going to be high, anyway. So I don't think that that extra Power Five game is going to be that detrimental to your chances. Mm-hmm. And it gives you more opportunities for um, you know prime time matchups, TB money, things like that. So you know, I, I would probably push for that. Mm-hmm. But um, that's pushing it, man. That's going to be a I mean, that's an NFL schedule. That's a schedule where you very rarely are going to have a whole lot of let-ups. You're going to be playing good teams almost every single week. And do you want to do that for those teams like, you know, Texas A&M that are going to be borderline that could lose those Power 5 teams? I mean, for Alabama, you feel good about your chances. And, you know, Georgia, you feel good about your chances against most Power 5 teams anyway. So you feel good about putting them on that stage, but for that for those teams that are borderline, you know, even LSU um, and, and teams like that, Auburn in good years, that could that could hurt you a little bit. But I think it would be good for the conference to have a little more exposure week in and week out. At the same time, you're you're trying to get the most wins you possibly can for your conference to make sure you have. Um, the bowl-eligible teams, teams fighting for playoffs, things like that.
0: So let's just kind of go through these future schedules a little bit and and what they might look like if it is a nine-game schedule. Uh, For Mississippi State in 2024, obviously this year's schedule is not not an issue, you have Eastern Kentucky, you're at Arizona State, you have Utah State and UMass. My guess is in all these instances, they're going to buy out the FCS team because that's the cheapest way to go. Uh, and that kind of, that really sucks for the FCS teams because they need those million dollar paydays. That's how they kind of stay afloat. Um, so that would be you know something you know you'd hate to do it, but that's probably the way the business is going to go. Um, and then you'd have your your nine conference games. Uh, obviously, one of them would be you know Ole Miss in the nine conference schedule. The the thought process is that state would keep Kentucky, Ole Miss, and to get in Texas A and M. That would be their three permanents. That's what Ross Dellinger reported uh, a few months back. Uh, And then you would have six other conference games, Uh, and of course it would be unbalanced. You know, in one year you would have five home games and four road games, and one year you would have four and five. Um, Knowing what I know about Mississippi State and knowing what I know about the Southeastern Conference, I will bet you any amount of money you would like to wager that in year one Mississippi State will be on the four-five side of things. So, State would have a total of seven home games. I'm sorry, six home games because that game with Arizona State is on the road. So you go from eight home games this year to six uh, next year. And then next the next year, ooh, you'd, you'd kind of be in the same situation. The The FCS game is all corn, which I hate. I hate losing that game. That's an in-state FCS school. You'd like to play it, but you won't. And then you've got to go your opening weekend. You're at Southern Miss. So you have seven home games and five road games the next year, if I'm doing that right. You have five conference home games and then five, uh, yeah, and and then the other games, yeah. So Southern miss on the road to start the season, hopefully not at 9 o'clock p.m. That's kind of interesting. You know, you look at the, you know, just looking ahead, state has Tennessee Tech already lined up for 2026 and Chattanooga lined up for 2027. Then beyond that, they don't have any FCS schools. They have some group of five games scheduled um, and their power five games scheduled, but they don't have any more FCS games scheduled. But that being said, we say all that to say, Ross Dellinger, Brandon Marcel are both reporting that as it stands right now, eight games is probably what's going to end up happening. There is a chance, Robbie, that they do eight games, but they do it on a trial basis. To Just go ahead, get everybody in, play an eight-game schedule, see how it looks, and then you can revisit it in 2025, 2026, and say maybe we should make the move to nine games at that point. When at that point, maybe you've got less games scheduled, you, you know, you've, you've run through some of your contracts. You don't have to worry about buying as many games out. And you could also look at it in terms of at that point, your new ESPN deal has come in and the schools have a little bit more money to work with on these buyouts as well. I think the trial balloon is the best choice here. I think do it. Don't commit to anything. Do two years with eight and come back and look at it again in 2026 and say, okay, this is what we want to do. And then make it permanent going forward at that point.
1: Just starting at eight? I would start at eight and then come back well, to it in a couple of years. Yeah, and it, it also it kind of make you look weak if you're like, no, we don't need to do – like you start with nine and you go back to eight. You yeah. know, Like to me that says like, oh, the SEC looked like they were you – yeah, know, they beat up on each other one extra game. Now they have to go back to try to set themselves up better for the playoffs or whatever. Mm-hmm. It'd be better to start at eight and then if that works, you push it out to nine. That I mean, I think that's the that's the best solution here. It sounds like the the conference, just judging on you know Ross's reporting, it sounds like the coaches are not ready quite, and the athletic directors aren't ready to commit to that just yet to the nine game schedule. They just don't want to. They well, they, got, they want to see how this works first.
0: You've got some schools that are they won eight, and mm-hmm. one of those is Alabama. So that's very you know it's a powerful ally to have. And I'm sure
1: Alabama and I mean Ole Miss and State won 8.
0: So what Brandon Marcello reported was that Ole Miss is kind of on the fence. Now, I won't lie to you. My first thought is that's pretty typical Ole Miss being a little big for their britches. Ole Miss is in the exact same boat as Mississippi State. They should they should want 8 games. They want to keep going to bowl games. They want to they have They would not
1: benefit from the schedule.
0: They would not. But they want to believe they would. But that being said you know if that's the way they, they would want to go whatever you've got you've got some schools. the other school that's, that's sort of on the fence right now and this is a school in my opinion that needs to be on the fence is Auburn because Auburn is going to be the only school in a nine game that plays Alabama and Georgia every year if I'm Auburn I don't want any piece of that I want I'll be like you know what I love playing the deep South the oldest rivalry but I'd rather just play Alabama and we'll play Georgia once every four years you know twice every four years or something like that that's how that needs to be but Auburn also on the fence, so I'm pretty sure Sankey's going to force a vote uh, at, at some point this week. Probably by Thursday or Friday, we're going to know for sure, and then they'll start announcing the schedules. And we could by Friday of this week see the first schedule for Mississippi State that hasn't had Alabama on it since literally I don't know when.
1: I haven't looked at the at Oliver Ross's reporting. What else is on the docket this week? Is there anything else? Nothing substance? else
0: that i nothing else that I'm paying attention to. I'll put it that way, you know. I mean, I'm sure there, there's plenty of stuff to talk about, but this is the big issue. This is what they they feel like they need to get it settled. They have to get it settled at some point. You have to have a 2024 schedule. You got to be able to announce that at some point. People want to buy tickets. They want to buy hotel rooms. They they got to have that stuff. They got to start planning trips. Your, your teams need to be able to know too. You, you, they have to come to a decision this week. So we'll uh, excuse me. We will see what happens down there in Destin as far as all that goes. All right, let's move on into our SEC predictions for this week. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. We want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. If you're looking to cook on the weekends, you got to cook out this Memorial Day, hope you were able to throw some beef on the grill. But if you're just looking for great ideas for a weeknight meal for your family, msbeef.org has got them. Great recipes right there, all of them with beef, the star of the show. You can make a delicious and nutritious meal for your family, and you do it with beef. Check them out, msbeef.org. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. It's so much more than just barbecue. The barbecue's great, but it's a lot more than that when you travel and eat at Two Brothers. And, of course, as we've mentioned so many times, when you eat at Two Brothers, you support the Bulldog Initiative. That money that you're paying for your food, some of that goes back to our athletes here at Mississippi State. So you haven't been to two brothers lately make sure you you, next time you're in Bowl, you head over to the cotton district for a taste of smoked southern soul food at two brothers smoked meats great products and great services what every business promises you but they deliver it to you at advantage business systems and they have for over 48 years no business nobody stays open that long unless they are taking care of their customers If they're not doing what they say they're gonna do for you so When you head to Advantage Business Systems, when you talk to them, you're going to find out about their great technological products, copiers, printers, computers, laptops, information and mailing systems, top name brands, and then you get their service. And it's the kind of service you want, the kind you expect to get from your next door neighbor. No call centers, no 1-800 numbers, no out-of-state technicians, just people here in the state of Mississippi. And a lot of times your problems can be solved that very same day. That's a big difference. And your business can't afford to wait around for other people. Don't have to wait with Advantage Businesses. 601-362-9192 601-362-9192 or visit them online, com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, again, Father's Day, just a few weeks away. Dad needs a new polo and Dad does not want to look like a billboard. He does not want to look like a walking advertisement. He does not want to have a logo on his shirt the size of a child's head. He wants a nice, stylish, understated polo with the logos that he likes The M over S, the state script, the walking bully. They've got them at the Rogue. Great name brands, great styles, great service. You know the Rogue has been open a long time. The things I say about Advantage Business Systems, same for the Rogue. How long have they been in business? I need need a number on that. i got to find out. But that's one of the South's top men's clothing stores, so you know the service is going to be good. And again, a bulldog initiative business. You support Mississippi State when you shop at the Rogue. Don't live the three-stripe life, guys. Shop at the Rogue. Dolce, I think I've mentioned it a few times now, but they are opening up earlier, Tuesday through Saturday, 7.30 a.m. to grab breakfast at Dolce. Grab a cup of coffee. They have some great coffee. Bagels like you can get in New York City. Breakfast sandwiches. And then if you want to go back for lunch, great grilled cheese options there. And, of course, if you just want a sweet treat, grab you a gelato. Best breakfast in town might be at Dolce. You need to head over to 509 University Drive and judge for yourself. Head to Dolce for breakfast today. Robbie, I've talked about it a few times. Arkansas was a huge disappointment for me a season ago. I had them, I was very high on them preseason last year. I had them second in the West at media days. I thought they were a team that could maybe win 10 games. Uh, but instead, they were unable to replace Traylon Burks. And then defensively, they were just a mess from, from start to finish uh, all season long. And And even in their wins, you, you go back and look at Arkansas, uh, a season ago, even in their wins, they gave up a lot of points. Um, they gave up uh, 30 points to South Carolina. They gave up 24 points to Cincinnati, 35 to BYU, 27 to Auburn, uh, 27 to Ole Miss, uh, 53 in the uh, the Liberty Bowl win. I think that was in double overtime, but regardless, they were just not great defensively a season ago, and now they've lost Barry Odom, um, and they've lost Kendall Bryles, their two coordinators, and it's just, I mean, I know they've hit the portal hard, but they hit the portal hard a season ago. And and then they just weren't great. I, I've really tempered my expectations on Arkansas this season. I don't remember how if you were super high on them a season ago or not. But what do you think? What are your first before we look at the schedule, what are your early thoughts about this Arkansas theme?
1: Uh, you know, last year was kind of my deciding factor that I just I don't think Arkansas is going to be a major player in the SEC West. Under Sam Pittman, until proven otherwise, they weren't just you know world beaters last year, and they were returning some good players. I mean, they lost they lost a, you know quite possibly the best wide receiver in the league, but they still had enough guys returning. That they should have been more competitive than when they were, and I think um, you know KJ Jefferson being injured that hurt. It hurt them, yeah. But I haven't seen a ton from this team that I'm that's just wowing me going into this year either.
0: The one thing that helps them is, and I've talked about this with Dak the other day, is that when you have the guy who's likely the first team All-SEC quarterback at media days, that usually means you're not going to be... You're not going to have a losing season, I don't think. You're not going to have a a situation where you are just not good at all. So I feel like they're going to be okay, but let's have a look at the schedule to see what we really think. Um, It starts off pretty favorably for them, honestly. Uh, they have Western Kentucky and Kent State are their first two games, so they can build a little momentum. And then BYU comes to favorable. They were able to go to BYU last year and win that game. I think, you know, BYU early season in the South, I think Arkansas will be able to lean on them. I think Arkansas can get the 3-0. and Yeah, they can. Okay. And then they play seven straight SEC games. Um. At LSU. So that game's much earlier in the season than you normally have it. Normally that's like a mid November game. At LSU, I definitely would take the Tigers there
1: for sure. Yes, for sure. Uh,
0: then they have the Texas AM game once again in Arlington Stadium. At the end of the day, Robbie, A and M just has their number for some reason. I think Arkansas yeah, won. Yeah, last year was rough. Didn't Arkansas win this game two years ago? Let me let me double check that. I had I had Yes, remember.
1: they I I think it was Fairly decisive.
0: Twenty. And then they jumped out.
1: No, I
0: mean it wasn't super. It was twenty to ten. So I mean Yeah, you know, they jumped
1: out on them and they and they kind of.
0: But that's the that win Arkansas has in this series going back to whenever they started playing these games. And, and Arkansas, that
1: A and M team was not good last year.
0: No, you remember that game? That's the one where Jefferson on first and goal decided to Superman dive into the end zone and he fumbled it and he got returned for a touchdown. And that yeah. the game never, and then they end up doinking a field goal there at the end. Like then they then they, they should have easily won this game, and and they didn't. I don't. I'm not going to predict a and m to do a whole lot this year, but I think they're going to win this game.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: So three and two. Nah, was, where 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 did you go? Three and zero start. Then it's Alabama at Alabama. Well, you skipped Ole three. Miss. Oh, did I skip Ole Miss? Yeah. Oh, I did. You're right. That's at Ole Miss. We always say the same thing about that game. It is always the most entertaining game on the schedule. Nine times out of ten, it, regardless of, of who wins, the game itself is incredible. The one two years ago in Oxford was the game of the season. Um, here's what I think about that game. Arkansas has probably the best running backfield in the conference between Jefferson and Sanders. I don't have any faith in Ole Miss able to stop the run this year. So I'll, I'll take. They Arkansas. never do.
1: They yeah. never can stop Arkansas.
0: Yeah, even when they beat Arkansas, they just outscore them.
1: I, I'm going with Arkansas here. The okay. the one to, Arkansas has had Ole Miss's number. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, a couple of years ago, you, you talked about the game last time they they were at Ole Miss. That was Ole Miss's best team in years. Yeah, and KJ Jefferson could have won the ball game there on two point conversion, and they they couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. I think they win this game. Um, they destroyed Ole Miss last year, and that was just that was wild. Ole Miss that was one of the all. weirdest
0: games of the year that Arkansas yeah. was unstoppable in that game.
1: And Ole Miss ran for like four hundred yards 400 or something, yards and but it, it was like it was over at halftime. Like it, they were down like Arkansas just, to at one point or something. Yeah, yeah. So that I'm taking them in this game. All right,
0: so I'll take the Hogs. But then if they're at Alabama. That's a loss. So they're four and three. And here's their swing game, and it's homecoming, and it's Mississippi State.
1: They, if they yeah. don't win this game, they're, they're, it's going to be tough. This is an interesting game. Uh, Will Rogers went in there as a sophomore two years ago, I thought, mm-hmm. after the first couple of possessions, played one of his best games. Yeah. So you have that experience in your favor. Mm-hmm. I gotta think special teams is not going to be nearly as bad as it was there. That's what cost State
0: that game, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think State can win this game.
0: It's it's really the the the, the literal definition of a toss up for me, Robbie. I, I yeah. can go either way on it. I think as we sit here today, I feel like State's going to lose two of the four road games this year: Arkansas, A and M, Auburn, and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I am going to give them this one. I'm going to give them this this loss. This is a loss for me. I I'm, I'm going to take Arkansas as we sit here today. Revisit okay. that. I'll revisit that when we get to it. All right, so I've got Arkansas 5 and 3. You've got them 4 and 4. They're at Florida after their bye week. I think we both took the hogs to win that game last
1: week. We did. I I have no faith in Florida. Now, so 6 and
0: 3 for me, 5 and 4 for you, and then Auburn comes to Fayetteville like them again.
1: Yep. All right, so seven and the seasons three. turning out actually, really yeah, really well. The schedule is not daunting for them. Seven
0: and three, six and four. four They'll beat Florida.
1: International.
0: So now eight and three, eight and three. They they're they're thrilled. Seven and four, they're okay. But they play Missouri to finish the year. Gosh, I have somehow talked myself into Arkansas nine and three. I I just tried to tell myself I wasn't going to be down
1: on them. They're well, it's it's the schedule. For me, I, the schedule is not well. All I've that given scary. Them
0: two wins. No, I'm sorry. I've given them a win in state, and honestly, a win in Auburn. That I'm just giving them. Yeah, like, I could go the other way, and I probably will when we get to those games.
1: Well, I mean, you know what that is. That's that's quarterback play. You yeah. feel good about KJ Jefferson? No, you're right. You you're don't. Right. Do not feel good about Auburn's quarterback situation. And, um, you know, the state game, I think being at Fayetteville is going to play into that. Mm -hmm. If it was in Starkville, I like state uh, a lot more there. I still think state can win that game. I do, too. But, um, you know, they're playing. They they got Alabama and LSU on the road, which to me are two losses. And then the rest are all winnable games. They're either playing at home against teams that would normally that would be a toss up game. Um or they're, you know, playing teams that are beatable on the road. So Yeah. You know, it's a good schedule. Nine it's a really three. good schedule for them.
0: I, 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 I refuse to believe they'll go nine and three. I just don't see that happening. So. I
1: think they win eight. Yeah.
0: That would be third I think they win one. eight. Third, that would be third in the West, probably either way, to be honest with you. So we'll see.
1: I just don't I I don't know if I see like I think Arkansas has a ceiling. You know, we we, yeah. we just like I've
0: got them playing at their ceiling at nine and three. That is, yeah.
1: what it is. It's going. I mean, we went nuts over Sam Pittman in that first year and it was just because they had sucked so bad. He only won three games.
0: Yeah. They,
1: and they, then they, you know, they, they had were competitive that competitive in those games. They just yeah. Won.
0: The year before 20, Chad Morris, they were not competitive in any game.
1: Yeah. In twenty twenty one, it it was kinda like this year, like the schedule was just good and they, yeah. they won some games that were toss ups. But yeah. You know, I just don't see this team being a yeah like bona fide like SEC West contender year in and year out. Okay. I just, they've recruited okay, yeah, but I'm just not blown away by the coaching. And they, I mean, the breaking in a new coordinator this year, two new coordinators, yeah. So uh, you know, we'll see. Let's
0: see where it goes. I can't believe I ended up nine and three though. It's it's hilarious. All right,
1: is who, is, is uh, who's the, who's is offensive coordinator Dan Enos?
0: Dan Enos, yeah, and then so the, he's back. I don't know who the the defensive coordinator is. Did they did they promote from within on that one, or do they go get a guy? Let's see here. Mm. No, it's Marcus Woodson. Okay, so that guy. I mean, it's a guy who's been around around for sure. Good recruiter. Yeah, but
1: he hasn't really. I
0: don't think he's been a coordinator though.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a that's an iffy guy. that's yeah. a iffy one for me. See, Somebody else there. might be calling the defense. I don't but know. It's
0: out, South Panola, right? Marcus Woodson, yeah, um, I think that's right. Where did he play? He's an, Miss, he's an Ole
1: Miss. Is an old Miss guy, right?
0: Is that what? I, is that? Did he just go to Ole Miss? Is that what it is?
1: Yes, I believe so. Let me find. I can't. I can't remember where he played uh, high school ball, though. Coaches, but he. I'm, I, I believe I gotta he's an Ole Miss guy.
0: I got to know now. At this point, all right. Oh, so they have co-defensive coordinators. Who's the other one? Travis Williams
1: from Auburn. Yeah, that's another recruiting guy, I think.
0: Marcus Woodson is from Moss Point.
1: Moss Point. Yeah, there you go. Shout out to Kevin Fant.
0: Shout out to Kevin Fant and Demarius Bilbo. Love it. All right, uh, from the East next week, can't be Florida.
1: South Carolina.
0: South Carolina. Let Ben Portnoy know we're talking about. It. All right. Tomorrow's show is the rumblings. question. We've already sent out the tweet. Questions are already rolling in, so we'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, later this week, we'll have at least one interview talking college football. We'll continue to monitor this SEC scheduling thing. And if any news breaks on the pitching coach front or anything else, you know we're going to talk about it. Have a great Tuesday, guys. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.